Funded by the State Library of Western Australia, this collection of stories documents experiences of the COVID-19 pandemic that hit Australia in early 2020. The COVID-19 pandemic led to the declaration of a state of emergency in Western Australia on the 16th of March. WA went into lockdown between the months of March to May, with further restrictions continuing for months after. During this time, events were cancelled, schools shut down and parks became overcrowded. Thousands of individuals, businesses, communities and organisations were severely impacted as they were forced to work from home, social distance and book emergency flights. This collection, produced by the Centre for Stories in Northbridge, Western Australia, explores these unprecedented effects and contributes a record of this remarkable time in history. This interview features Rafael Gonzalez. Raf is a proud Aspie, a person with Asperger's syndrome. He shares his experience of moving out of home all while during the lockdown. My name is Raf Gonzalez. I identify as an Aspie, which is short for Asperger's syndrome, but I just also say I'm autistic, but I'm a high functioning. So I'm independent. I don't really see myself as, oh, I have to explain that and say, oh, I'm special. In terms of job, I see myself more as a sort of a writer. I like writing. So, uh, and also I do like, I'm in the arts. So what I learned at Dada is I'm more of a multidisciplinary or non-disciplinary artist. Dada is a, uh, a group in Fremantle. It's a organization that um, tailors to offering mentorship and, you know, workshops for people with disabilities to pursue their arts. I also have a little bit of, <laughs> I'm starting to get into my confidence into performing. So I, I'm a bit of a, I'm a bit layered into different facets. In the months prior to the lockdowns and the COVID scares, I was in between jobs, like transitioning uh, between what was good for six months. And I thought, now nah, I'm, I'm ready to move on to something. And their job opportunity to work at the cafe that was being built at Dada I thought, oh, that's great. I, I, I want to work there and I feel more enthusiastic about that. And yeah, it was, and it was just going into the formalities and all the paperwork. I remembered this one um, train ride into the city and I received a call from Homes West because I was on a seven-year wait list for an apartment. That's how long they, those things were. So I wasn't really thinking about Homes West for a while. I was just thought, oh, just because I'm, I was still at home. Uh, with my parents. So I have, I was the last to leave the nest, but I wasn't in a rush. And because in our culture, we don't really push our kids out. We just, you know, at least make sure that yeah, they have a safety network. And for someone like me, who's autistic and is obsessed with routine and patterns. And then I got that phone call from Homes West and they said, oh, well, we're just letting you know that we found a place for you. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like very shocked. And I wasn't sure how to process all of this. So I immediately told my parents when I came back, it's like, oh, um, they found something for me. And then they were really excited. And I thought, oh, wow. It was like, because again, we weren't expecting that. We were, we were hoping for it, but I was not trying to think about it so much because I've been thinking about making sure I had a job. In the months prior to March, it was like, that was what was happening was while I was working the new job, I was also coming to starting slowly putting my stuff into my, into my apartment. It was just slowly building up. And I think I was just 
mentally, I was feeling a little bit slowly overwhelmed. Dad flew over to El Salvador to sort out family drama there or to help them out. And then, of course, we heard about what was happening with the coronavirus. We were dealing with trying to get Dad home because he was getting tired of what was happening over there. And it's like, I'm coming home. And then just coincidentally, the deadline for the border restriction uh, was coming. It's like, oh, okay, well, you were lucky, Dad. You were, were just in time. Oh, the cases in Australia were already growing. And, and so then the border restrictions were being called upon. I was trying not to think about it so much. And then at the cafe, we were just learning about, relearning about hygiene. And also we were starting to implement, you know, sanitation. And But the thing was, before in the early days, we didn't think the coronavirus was going to be happening here because we think back at all the previous viral scares, pandemics like the, that were very minor compared to this one. A lot of things started to have, you know, spiral. Like that's what I would call it. It, it. Things started to spiral out. When my dad was coming back, the thing was they, my sister believed that, oh, if my dad was coming back and he has to isolate for two weeks, anyone who's staying near him had to also isolate and, you know, not go out. So, so therefore that kind of incented my sister's and my brother-in-law to say, oh, no, we need to, you need, you probably need you to be in your apartment. So then they're just bringing whatever I can bring. And because we already had some stuff there, but we were trying to, so it kind of felt like a giant big shove into, um, into my apartment. My first night was okay, but I wasn't sure how bad my anxiety was at the time. Then it kind of started to hit um, the next day because the thing was, I think it's because, especially as an autistic person, it's hard to adjust to changes because we love having our particular routine or we're so used to our surroundings and being into this, it was just an adjustment at first. And this was just the, I think what you call the calm before the bigger storm that came up later, which was when the lockdowns were starting. When lockdowns were happening, the cafe had to close because of the lockdown. So that was one of the things that was starting to unravel. And then when they were telling us these things like, oh, you can't go to these places, you can't, you can't go to the movies, you can't go, to, and I couldn't go out to the city. And, and then I, I don't know what was going on. Like th there were things that were just unraveling. And then I think lockdown happened. And then they told us that to maintain that 1.5 meters. I think what really, really hit me was all of this, you can't touch anyone. The old stereotype of autism is that autistic people don't like being touched or they feel like stranger danger stuff. But for me, I was a reverse. I was the opposite. I, but when the isolation thing happened, I thought, oh, okay, we just wait two weeks and then hopefully things will be okay to talk to. We all thought that this was just only for a couple of weeks. That's what we thought. But when they said, oh, we won't be able to do anything for a while to stay home or, and I thought, okay. And that's when things were starting to just get really bad. And so then it just, I came to that point where I just crawled into a inflatable couch and I, I just started crying because I, I just, I felt really insecure. And um, also the fact that I couldn't um, get a hug from my mom. 
And so that um, that really hurt me a lot because I really needed um, my security because I felt very insecure and um, it just really hurt because I, I really needed them when things were like getting really shitty. I'm sorry. You were at that point where you really needed a hug from your mom, but just you couldn't get it. Thinking back to how bad that was, um, even I try to maintain my focus at work and mean just saying, you're fine, you're fine, you're not really fine, but you're fine. But it's just two weeks of the lockdown thing just really hit me so much. And over time, we learned that this was a case of separation anxiety. So I think that was probably what I was developing. I didn't think of it at the beginning, but then slowly things were starting to make sense. So like, oh, I was going through separation anxiety. We can only do like um, WhatsApp face FaceTiming and stuff, but just it just did not feel the same. The first family night we had since lockdown, Matthew, my youngest nephew, uh, just gave us all hugs. And it was so sweet because um, we really needed that. And for him, it's because he missed all of us. He really wanted that too. But he didn't understand what was going on. So we all needed that serotonin level. We really did. It was just like, like sort of like soothing and healing. What I have learned um, since the pandemic is to be grateful to have the people who you are close to, is to um, be, be grateful that you still have a connection. Thank you for listening. For more information about the Centre for Stories, head to our website, centreforstories.com.